And welcome back. It's Murphy Houston on Mile High Magazine, and now we're checking in with our friend Dr. John Douglas, who runs Tri-County Health, has a background with the CDC, involved with what's going on in the state of Colorado now with the coronavirus. Uh, He's in for his weekly update. John, you have all the details, right, buddy? I have a lot of them. Uh, There's still a few I'm trying to grab, but uh, do my best. Well, you don't let us down, and people really like hearing from you every week, and I know you're, you're, you're busy. I guess the first question I want to ask, I heard the governor the other day in one of his press conferences, and the guy's on a lot, which is good, uh, that the next five days here in the state of Colorado are going to be a big deal as towards making the decision, should we let people maybe slide back to work a little bit? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a it's it is a critical time frame. And, and again, just to remind everybody, what he was saying is um, we've introduced these various quote social distancing measures. We're actually starting to think we should call them physical distancing measures because that's really the key. Right. Keep it physically apart. We want to keep ourselves socially connected. Um, and the really major one was, quote, the stay-at-home order, which happened on March 26th. And we're, we're really at the point now where we ought to see how much uh, payoff we're going to get from that. Um, and so the question of whether we've been able to sufficiently reduce transmission, reduce number of cases, and begin to see the curve go down is really critical. All of us are on the edge of our seats because so many of our communities have been disrupted to hope that that happens. If it does happen, then what that allows us to do is to say, oh, good. Now, what does it mean to begin to get back to normal? And you heard him, even the governor say yesterday, it's not a, a light switch on and off. It's a light dimmer. We think it's going to get brighter and we'll get totally bright all at once. And it may have to get dim and then bright and then dim and then bright. But I do think he's right about Murph these next five days really kind of being uh, uh, early proof of the pudding in terms of how we're doing. You know, John, that seems like an incredibly tough decision. And we're hearing that more and more about who's going to make the call and are we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves on this. Does it, the governor talk to you and get your opinion on that? <laughs> I try to uh, uh, provide materials to the governor, but he's a busy man. I don't know how much he's able to process uh, what we provide to him. I will say, that, uh, Murph, that I'm working with other local public health directors, my jurisdiction to three counties of Tri-County, but I'm also working with Denver and Boulder and Jefferson and really public health directors across the state. And we've got what we think are some pretty good ideas about what it would look like, what we need to have in place and what it could look like to open back up. And so I'm, I'm hopeful that that uh, information is getting to him. Well, it seems, and I guess this is probably true at any state in the union, that some parts of the state are better than other parts, and those parts that are better, they're really anxious to get back at it, aren't they? Absolutely. And, and you know, this has been a one-size-fits-all. And I think, it, you know, as the dust is settled or settling, because it hadn't totally settled yet, I think we look back and we, we say, man, we made a number of really aggressive moves really fast, or rather the governor did. Um Uh, including that most extreme move of staying home. And it was done at a statewide level because we really needed to uh, try to do the most we could, the fastest we could. Now we're at a point in time where we really got an opportunity to be a little more, I wouldn't say thoughtful because we we were thoughtful, but a little more uh, measured in what we do. And so you're absolutely right. There are going to be areas where, the parameters that we look at, particularly is transmission down, 
And ideally, do we think we can do enough testing to measure it if it goes back up? Are there places where one could begin to operate really in some ways out of a common playbook? But different jurisdictions may get to make different plays at different right. points in time. So I think that's a really attractive scenario, um, and I'm hoping we can get to that soon. But in the meantime, everybody should keep the separation and staying home and certainly wearing your mask. And you, I haven't been out much, but I made a couple of trips, and, boy, people seem to be wearing the masks. Well, I'm really glad to hear that. And, and frankly, Murph, when, when visible – uh, community celebrities like you are wearing a mask. That's a great, great way to send a good message, even though they can't tell exactly who you are because half your face is covered up. Well, but all, what, I, well what I've done is I put your face on my mask and they just move away from me. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I do think that regular masking when all of us are out in public really is going to be one of the things that lets us get back sooner. And I mean that everywhere in the counties that don't have much transmission, or, or rather, let me let me correct that: the counties that don't appear to have much transmission, because frankly, the limited testing that we're doing is hampering our ability to measure that in a in a really accurate way. But I I foresee us as getting back to more normal times sooner. I foresee uh, different jurisdictions being able to do that sooner. I I foresee that most jurisdictions may end up starting and stopping and starting and stopping or or at least doing the light dimmer kind of metaphor. And I think that things like being careful about social distancing, being careful about hand washing, how boring that sounds because I say it every time. And then as you've just pointed out, really stringent about masking. I think that's going to give us some buffer to let us get our lives back to normal sooner. Well, that, that sounds good. Do you think we're doing better than expected here in Colorado? Do we need more testing? I suppose that's an easy answer for you. But it seems like you're hearing, okay, now we've got plenty of beds, and they've converted the convention center into an emergency area. Do you feel comfortable with what we have? I'm feeling more and more comfortable. I will say that right now we, we do have uh, sufficient beds. We do have sufficient ventilators. We do have sufficient personal protective equipment, um, although – that's to handle the current situation. And, again, as the governor said, next five days will tell the story. But the last five days, things have absolutely been getting better. We just need that trajectory to continue. But because they have been getting better, the pressure has in some ways been eased on the ICUs and the people who need to make decisions about ventilators. And if we relax too quickly and things begin to go up again, that's where we could get into that conundrum. After all the hard work we've done, after all the preparedness, we could find ourselves falling behind. So I'm cautiously optimistic about the hospitals. I am. I stay up at night. The thing that keeps me most awake at night, besides the fact that we've got so many people out of work, is the fact that we can't get enough testing. So that does uh, remain a conundrum, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like we're moving in the right direction. Well, what you know, we've been into this testing situation for many weeks now. What is the delay? Is that we just so weren't prepared for it to get as big as it is, or there's different testings being tested to use? What's the delay? And what are they saying we should do? Not all the country, but maybe half of the country should be tested before we make any decisions. No, I don't think so. I mean, I think I think what's going on is that the the, t the testing that matters the most right away is is testing that detects the the virus itself. 
Um, and we, we actually, our laboratories around the state and certainly around the metro area are getting more and more capacity to run those tests if we can get them to the laboratory. The problem we have right now is it's, it's this incredibly frustrating supply chain problem where a chain is a great metaphor, and there are many links in the chain. And one of the links in the chain is the swabs that we stick into people's noses to get the sample. And those swabs have largely been made in overseas manufacturing settings, China, Italy, some even in India. Um, And supply chains have been disrupted, number one. And then number two, everybody and their brother around the world wants to test and get swabs. And so we have a shortage of that equipment, even though the labs say, we're open for business, send us the swabs. We haven't been able to get enough swabs to take the samples to send it. Now, that must seem to the average person in the street, you got to be kidding. That's incredibly stupid. Why, how, how can that be? Um, and, and there is effort underway to look to see whether other sampling collection devices like your old Q-tip, the thing that everybody's got in their bathroom cabinet, why can't we use those? And we might be able to. Uh, thus far, we're, we don't have enough information to go that route, but we're obviously getting desperate. So that's an example of the kind of thing that we're dealing with. The other thing I would say is you've heard PPE, personal yeah. protective equipment. That's like, you know, we all know that acronym now. And if I'm going to stick a swab up your nose, you're not going to like it, and you're probably going to kind of cough and sneeze. And if I'm right next to you, you're going to do that in my face. So I need to have some equipment covering my face so that I don't, if you are infected, I don't get the stuff you're spewing all over me. So not not having enough masks and face shields to do the testing has been another part of the equation, another problem in the equation. Well, that's something we have to continue to try to overcome. I thought I saw something the other day, maybe even yesterday. You watch so much stuff, maybe too much stuff on TV. Aren't they developing a kind of a test where you can drive up and you actually, like, spit into a cup and they check that? You know, it would be great to have that. And people have actually even been talking about the idea of home testing so I can do it in the comfort of my home and then I don't expose anybody else. I'm honestly not aware of a spit test that looks promising. The drive-through scenario is actually quite interesting, Murph, because in ideal circumstances, and we've been talking about this for six weeks, we'd set up a station in a parking lot. We'd have one person wearing protective equipment. You'd just be sitting in your car. You'd roll down your window. You'd pull up. I'd stick it up your nose. You'd, you'd cough in your car. I don't have to change my equipment between each person quite as readily until the sweat starts running all over me and I get wet and I have to change it. And if we could get that organized enough, and some places are doing a good job with that, that's really attractive because that enhances efficiency and enhances the uh, the ability to get these tests done with a limited amount of PPE. So there's lots of ideas. The problem is getting the materials together to execute these ideas. Well, one step at a time, I guess. So are there any hot spots in Colorado anymore, real hot spots, besides like nursing homes, which I don't know what that's all about. That's a, a real conundrum there. Well, nursing homes do remain probably the hottest of all hot spots. And just to say a word about what the heck is going on there, what the heck is going on there is, number one, they don't have enough personal protective equipment. Number two, their staff are uh, uh, not always scrupulously tested when they come to work to be sure 
oh, you've got a cold, you need to go home. They're short-staffed, and sometimes we have reason to believe folks are being uh, – required to work honestly because there's nobody else to take care of the the uh, folks that are in the nursing facility. Right. Um, thirdly, people in that facility, those facilities tend to be the kind of people that have the risk factors for getting sick and dying. They're older and they have underlying disease. So besides the testing keeping me awake and the unemployment keeping me awake, it's what's happening in our senior uh, facilities because we really do want to try to protect those most vulnerable people. And that's been a situation that every time we turn around, we've got another uh, facility where a a new problem has erupted. Um, So uh, that's probably the hottest of hot spots in, in in our communities at this point. Well, John, it goes on. Do you, I know it's real hard, but what do you what do you see is going to happen? Are we going to be? I see a couple of states are now extending their stay-at-home things from the end of April into May. Now, is that going to happen here in Colorado? You know, I don't know what the governor is going to do. I mean, I think I think he, who would have guessed any of us of this would have been going on uh, even two months ago? And certainly, right. when he got, when he right. got elected, he didn't expect this. Um, I think he's he's trying to take as much input as possible. What I'm hoping he's going to do is take the good input from the smart people he's he's talking to and develop a playbook. And the playbook is again going to say for us to begin to move back to normal, we got to be sure these things are in place. And then we're going to take baby steps first, and then once the baby steps work, we'll take more steps, and we may do it differently county by county or region by region. I'm hoping that's going to happen, and I'm thinking as we begin this discussion, it's the next five days that will probably really determine whether we're ready sooner or a little bit later. Well, John, that's a good way to end it. Let's be positive and look at things uh, that we're going to slowly return to a normal life if that ever exists again. That's Dr. John Douglas, who runs Tri-County Health. My buddy uh, does a great job for us, John. I appreciate you coming on this week. We'll check back with you next week to get an update, and you got it all. you got the answers, and I appreciate that. All right, Murph, great to chat. Uh, yeah. Be well and yeah, uh, you too. work. Thank you, Dr. John Douglas. Always good catching up with uh, what's happening in the state of Colorado. And we'll check back with him next week on Mile High Magazine. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe.